Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to African Brand Academy podcast, your top number one African podcast on brand development and digital transformation, giving you insight and effective strategies to grow, scale, and promote your brand. Here are your hosts, Sharon Afre. Hi guys, good day and welcome to another episode on the African Brand Academy podcast with Ife Olua here, one of my favorite morning gurus. We'll be talking about the money aspect of branding today. So um, for a brief introduction, Ife, Ife is a certified financial instructor, money expert and author that teaches how to make, grow and protect your money through financial literacy and investment. So she's a strong believer that everybody can attain financial freedom only if they know how to. And she's the founder of MTWI, created to provide millennials and Gen Zs with financial education that is practical, the knowledge needed to take control of their finances and the power to make informed decisions to financially secure their future selves. And she's also the co-host of Money Talks with Fair and K. It's also a financial education podcast focused on equipping millennials still with adequate financial education to thrive with honest and hard work in this morally confused society, like you say. Um, welcome, Ife. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. All it's right. a pleasure. Okay. So today we'll be talking on the role of budgeting for business success, the importance of budgeting, how what role it plays in scalability and growth, and how you can also do simple budgeting that is easy to maintain. But before we get into the details, I'd want to hear from you, Ife. What was it like building a personal brand in finance and investment? How did you get started and how far have you come? Um, thank you. That's a <laughs> very interesting question. Um, so I started my brand in 2019 and it was birthed from a place of passion because I really just wanted to share what I was learning and practicing in my personal finance with young people like myself. Okay. So uh, that was how I started Money Talks with Fair. And so far, um, <laughs> with branding, I would just say my brand is just being relatable, about being relatable, being honest about the struggles and uh, just being realistic, you know. Um, of course, with personal finance, there is still some, a little bit of, academic part to it that might sound boring but I tend not to forget that this is real life these are people's realities you know so that is what I try to focus my brand around and so far uh, it's been good it's been good and uh, like I said just being relatable helps with me and with my niche and again being consistent showing up I also like to have some other things that if you're a follower of my page on social media, you would instantly recognize my post when you see it. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even have my face because I try to be consistent with what people see every time they come across my post. And little things like that have really helped on my journey. Okay, that's good. So what were you doing before before you started branding finance? Yes, yeah, so before... And right now, <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur. So okay. um, before I made this 
a proper into a proper business. Like I said, it started out as a passion project. Um, I was I've done a lot of things and I'm still doing a lot of things. I have businesses that bring in inflow, and also my current business now is bringing in inflow and growing gradually. I think I officially started operating it as a business this year at the beginning of this year. So we're just about officially a year old in business, but the brand is older than that. So um, before businesses, I had a confectionery outfit, which was like baking cakes, desserts for events and things like that. Um, I've also done a lot of other things that <laughs> if I probably start listing them, you wow. feel like I, I, <laughs> I jack of all trades. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I do get my hands into a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so um let's dive into budgeting, right? Can you like give me because I'm serious, like I'm a science student here and um I there's if there's one course I couldn't really understand, it was accounting. As a matter of fact, I feel like at this year, beginning or last year there about I still had to meet my junior sister who is still in secondary school to explain certain things <laughs> accounting related to me because i still struggle badly with it to be honest so and she wasn't able to actually even help and i was really shocked but these things are what works and um, stays with us for a long time i want to talk about budgets like what is your simplest definition of it and like how does it affect the business and how does it also promote the scalability and growth mm. It's a very good question. So um, I, I know that a lot of people, when they hear about budgeting, they think about, oh, the numbers. I don't want to look at the numbers. <laughs> but see budgeting this way. Budgeting is just you telling your money where to go. That's it. That's what budgeting is all about. You know, okay. um, like I said, it's always good to read make these things very relatable because it's about your life, everyone's life. Uh, because uh, finances, financial literacy, all these things, they affect our lives personally, you know? So mm. see budgeting as you just telling your money where to go. And that removes the any mental blockage you might have about the complexity of it and what um, what not. Um, so budgeting is such a powerful tool. And um, honestly, as we are being relatable, I budget, but most times I also have a system in place that ensures that I don't live outside of my budget, right? Um, yeah. And makes it budgeting is a powerful tool because budgeting gives you structure in your finances and in your business, personal finance and business finance, right? If you don't okay. know your inflow and you don't know what is going out, you won't be able to make informed decisions to help you utilize your financial resources to the optimal level you know it just it's just like you're walking around blindly financially when you don't like do things like budgeting or look at the numbers of what is coming in what is going out are we using this fund channel this into this aspect of business for us to grow this way you know and um that's the greatest benefit of budgets uh budgeting rather i also like the fact that it eases a lot of financial anxiety, at least personally for me. So um, the other benefit of budgeting that I love is the fact that it helps you to ease 
financial anxiety because when you know where your money is going how much is coming in how you're using your resources it helps you to just calm down and know that you have control over your finances because what happens when you know when people have say oh i'm i'm overwhelmed this finance thing i don't even know where the, all my money is going i don't even know if this business is working i don't even know this i don't even know that it's all because you don't have the information you need to give you control a feeling of control over your finances and that comes with budgeting so budgeting is a very powerful tool and with scaling business it cannot even be overemphasized and uh, one thing about um business i've done a lot of businesses and i made a lot of mistakes as well and one mistake i've i've made is that uh, i made in the past rather is that when you're doing a business out of passion or you really love what you're doing or you want to make money it is easy for you as an entrepreneur to just keep putting all your financial resources into a particular business without actually Mm. channeling the resources in the way it's supposed to go i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> however i'm saying it right it makes sense yeah okay yeah, so yeah you you are so passionate that you're just pumping in this money but you're not looking at the numbers you're not looking is this am i utilizing this res- this my financial resources the right way am i is it this area of my business i should focus on should i stop marketing on facebook and focus on tiktok which one is bringing in more money which one how can i maximize what is coming in do i need five staff or i just need two that are efficient and this is what we can afford and with this we scale our business in the next one year we should be able to you know it just it gives you a clearer picture on how your business is doing and how you're running the business because everyone is interested to make profit right and if the numbers don't make sense if the financial resources are coming in and you're not utilizing them appropriately that business will run to the ground one day mm. yeah so when you have growth and scalability in mind you have to always look at the numbers budget look at what is coming in what is going out how you're utilizing that resource the financial resources that is coming in for you as a business and of course when you see the numbers you have clarity you'll be able to make the right decisions the right business decisions to move your brand forward okay so um that's wow wow <laughs> <laughs> think I'm overwhelmed well, um does this budget um happen with uh, like you does this happen under financial planning setting my budget and all does it happen in financial planning or is it different thing from financial planning it's all it's all involved they are all interconnected so like i said all these terminologies don't 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 let it <laughs> don't let it yeah let's just focus on what it does the end result budgeting is you telling your money where to go financial planning entails a lot of things but budgeting is also part of financial planning because you're planning for your money literally so um it's all interconnected so what are some other things that are in financial planning a lot it depends on the phase you are in business or in personal life mm-hmm. i guess for the sake of this podcast we're focusing on business right yeah okay i was going to ask if personal brands need to do budget too 
but I was <laughs> I was coming later. But now you ask, I don't know. It's is this something for everybody for both business brand and um, corporate brands and personal brands? Yes, yes, absolutely. I've not seen any any company on on stock market any multi billion dollar company or million multi million dollar company that doesn't have a sort of budget for their year to run. You know, it, it's it's for any successful business. It's it's a must for you to grow that business for you to scale that business. You must look at the numbers. And remember, it's just you telling your money where to go, you know, and you not working your entrepreneurial journey blindly, you know, just out of passion. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs can be very passionate and they forget to look at that ah, <laughs> profit is important to how are we spending this money? How are we utilizing this money? It's very important. So for corporate brands, personal brands, yes, across board, very important. You must look at the finance, you must look at the budget, you must have one, you must work on one and be true to yourself when you're writing a budget because you cannot lie. It's like mm. looking at yourself in the mirror and then you're lying to yourself. So um, you budgeting is like you looking at the, for lack of a better word, the nakedness of your business, of your personal brand. Mm. You know, you are looking at it the way it is, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Because, okay, thinking about it now, um, for instance, you might understand what I want to say. I got Tesla stock um, early February, mm-hmm. there about, February month, there about. And to be honest, I'm not even sure. I don't know when Elon said, made his tweet about buying Twitter and stuff like that. Mm. But ever since this whole Twitter massacre, mm. it's, I just, I was reading the news this morning and then I was checking my, 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 my investments and I saw that, Tesla hit this all-time low for the past like two years or so, gotten below <laughs> 160 or so um, mark. Mm. And when I was trying to understand what happened, it was because he was, you know, taking money from his of, from his um, shares in the Tesla this thing and was trying to fund Twitter yeah. and other things also. So he keeps taking money from these things and he is losing value as a personal brand. He's and especially the fact that he's also losing um, value in his personal brand because of he, um, I had this whole trust in him that no matter what I feel I can leave my money in Tesla stock for years to come I'm not going to flinch because I saw him as his visionary mm. but looking at the choices he made through this year I'm like why <laughs> like why did you have to do this <laughs> because oh. I just keep leaving it leaving it and I'm like Take it at this point, I said no. And then I, I saw yesterday's stock was the worst in the past two years. And I'm like, I had to go back to five years. How did this start? Where, where, did, where did this guy go wrong? And I'm seeing the fact that even your, um, apart from budgeting, in, or in the money aspect of your business and even in the longevity of your business, your personal brand as the CEO or the founder still affects your company in some way sorts and how people view you as a, as a leader and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you made a statement about Elon uh, since we're on this matter today <laughs> is that you saw him as a visionary or you still see him as a visionary. And honestly, a lot yeah. of people invested in Tesla because the guy, anything he touches or creates turns to gold, you know, 
He started yeah. at a very young age. He has a great track record of building successful businesses, you know. But mm. like you rightly said, it's not enough to be a genius, right? You also have to, your personal brand affects, you know, your business. You know, like you rightly said, him being a visionary was what was selling Tesla. In all honesty, because for a long time, I even said people should yeah. buy Tesla stock. Because it didn't have the fundamentals to back the market. Okay, I'm going into <laughs> financial talk now, but please just bear with me. It didn't have the fundamentals to back the market valuation it was getting. At the time that it was yeah. selling for as high as back then before they had the stock split, it was going for as high as $1,500 per share. Yeah, that's when I even bought. That, at that period, before this split, it was when we bought now. Mm. And then it did. this happened somewhere this year yeah yes it did the, the yes there was yeah. a split before there was, they've done two splits now so it, it didn't have the 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 profit the numbers on his but on his financial statements to back up the valuation but mm-hmm. what was selling tesla stocks what made it so hot was because everybody knows elon musk is a visionary but in the past few years he has made some erratic choices that has made a lot of investors question that and of course with the fact that he started selling off um, part of his tesla ownership and something mm. is, is that doing that is like you are telling investors that you, you don't you don't trust in your brand as much anymore it's not exactly what you're saying but most investors will interpret it that way mm. you know so uh, yeah. a lot is just going on with that and uh yeah i'm happy you brought it up <laughs> yeah because like it took it took tesla stock on a real down low like <laughs> i've never seen it this bad before and now i was trying to like remove because of the platform i was using i'm trying to um trying to migrate on the investment platform so i was trying to sell my stock so that i can buy in on that platform and oh. then i've been waiting for tesla to just <laughs> It's close to my work. It's mm. just close to my work for me to withdraw. And I'm like, I think I'm just going to leave it there for whenever I matures. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go and do what I'm doing on that place. But yes. this, this, I just, there's one thing I said that I really is a take home for me too is the fact that your personal brand still affects your corporate brand by far, whether it concerns money. Because even a few weeks back, I still saw in the news that the board there was a meeting, board meeting. To, in regards to Tesla as whether he still fits for a CEO because of I think some things that happened because yeah. not only the fact that yes he's a genius but he's also human so it's okay to make uh, bad cho- um, mistakes and choices but the way the whole Twitter thing played out is like okay yes you're a genius but more you're, you're careless with certain things like it's not just your money other people's money is involved and then he, even he entered Twitter and then I don't know how long it's going to take him before he takes Twitter to the gold, since what he touches is almost gold sometimes. I don't know, he doesn't even have plans for Twitter, like he said, that he just let's see how it goes. <laughs> so people are even like deleting their Twitter accounts, and the people are leaving Twitter every day. And even the owner, the former owner of uh, Twitter, is now trying to open a national media account. Definitely, That's people that. will migrate. I don't know. Okay. Especially because it's a new platform, people will mm. definitely migrate. Mm. So, I don't know, like, I'm just looking at it, like, will Tesla even survive this uh, downfall? Like, will he actually go back to the normal, like, 
or it's going to actually even take time i feel it's going to take time i don't know yeah. because definitely <laughs> december time is when people actually remove their stock regardless December yeah. people are like selling and selling because of the uh the holiday and um, start buying January. So if you are looking I feel what I just made up my mind is that if I'm looking to sell my Tesla stock, it's probably going to be February, March. <laughs> yeah. And I think some things have but I'm still even scared because these people are talking about recession back to back. Like anywhere I go, I'm hearing there's going to be a recession twenty twenty three, there's going to be Great Depression. Yeah. Um, um due to their um the economy over there so i'm mm. like when is this going to end or should i just sell now that i have the chance or it might even go it might hit lower than this mm. like let me know your torture yes so um what i would say to this is um i have one rule when it comes to stock investing right and that rule is okay. if i cannot hold the company long term i don't buy their stocks if I don't genuinely believe mm-hmm. in the sustainability of the company, I won't buy their stocks. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And why is this important? It's because of times like this, right? The market goes up, it comes down. And if you are stock, uh, if you are into stock investing, you should have it at the front, not at the back, at the front of your mind that there will be bear markets when the market is down and it looks like oh the world wants to end but one thing you should also know about the stock market is that it would it will always rebound but it will always take yeah. time to also take time rather remember when covid started in 2020 there was a lot of panic this is a market crash i saw a lot of financial experts mm-hmm. talking about how this is a crash you know what I did when the price came down? I started buying stocks. Because for me, yeah. it was a perfect time to enter into the market. I knew the market was down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if the market was going to recover anytime soon. But I'm like, oh, there are great companies. I think at that time, Microsoft was going for as low as $70. I'm like, what? People complaining. <laughs> that's what pushed me to buy this year when i was seeing the track record for that covid year i'm like what what did i miss exactly (laughs) exactly like warren buffett says when others are fearful be greedy because you know when there's a way like you rightly said people have been talking about recession 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 so there's a bit of fear to invest in right now and this is the perfect time to buy because you the way you make profit is to buy low and sell high so um yeah yeah judging from that um this time what i'm doing personally of course i hold companies that i know that come what to me they have good fundamentals good business operations and i can trust them you know so i'm sticking Mm -hmm. with them because i will not sell at a loss right now if i sell i'll be selling at a loss you know so uh also what i'm i'm doing right now is the good ones that I'm, I've been eyeing since, but they were too expensive or looked too expensive to me. I'll buy them now. My oil stocks did pretty good this um, last quarter. Yes. Exxon yes. and the rest and Chevron. They did very, very good. I'm like, in space of how many months? I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it is. So I was proud of myself for that one. Yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> and you can choose to sell that for profit now and because there is always a cycle right the stock that is high today Mm. will be low someday in the future 
right? Yeah. And yeah. If, if you are just there for the happy ride and you don't prepare yourself for mm. what comes during the bear market or you don't believe in the companies yeah. they are holding, then it will be a problem. Mm. That's why people sell yeah, big problem. Um, in panic. They just sell like, oh, it's crashing, it's collapsing. It's, and they start selling off at a loss. So I think um, mm. that is what I have to say about that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. There's something that, that came to my mind when you were talking is a question. Should um, businesses like corporate brands themselves, mm. I know if you go to Tesla and the rest, if you go to their portfolios, you see these uh, different brands, although they are investment companies here, yeah, buying these stocks. But a regular business, should a regular business use their profits to do these investments? Whether it's stock or crypto, I don't know, or the rest, do you advise that regular businesses should invest? Because I'm sure that's supposed to be under financial planning for the business, right? Mm, yes. Okay. So what you're asking is, so if you if you have a corporate business now, should you buy stocks or do other form of investing? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Is it a good idea that some profits should also go into investments? Yes. So um, it should, it should, it depends. I mean, people grow, if you are talking to about this now, it means you've grown out of, oh, it's just you that is running the business, you know, yeah. or just, is, you have a proper structure in place. And of course, uh, it means you've also grown to a, a point where you have enough funds to, to move into investment. It is good for a business to have investment. Right, it is good for a country to have investment. It is good for any everybody, any entity, all entities, <laughs> all entities. It's good to have investment because um, investment in real estate, investment in stocks, investment in, in equity fund, in different things, depending on your interest and what your financial advisors are advising you on. So investment is because it. Ha- it adds more more value to your portfolio, which to your financial statement mm-hmm. as a business. It gives you more leverage. I mean, when you businesses are in cycles, when you enter a cycle where there is no there is not so much, maybe a bearish cycle, you know, you will have uh, investments to bank on. You would have assets that you know that okay, this asset has been generating so 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 and so. Can we liquidate these assets to fund this aspect of business? Or you want to scale? You will have assets to lay your mm-hmm. hands on and monetize. You know, so investment is good. This investment is very, very advisable for corporate businesses. I don't want to close this chapter without just asking you because apart from budgeting and finance, what are some other things? You don't have to really talk much about them. Just if you can list them so that I have it in mind of other things that should be in financial planning, whether monthly, quarterly, annually, or whatnot. Okay, okay. First, you start with um, your budgeting, of course. You also must have a saving plan, an investment plan. You must have part of what is financial planning is your healthcare plan, your retirement plan. You're not too, nobody's too young to start putting money towards retirement. Just let me, because the people will be like, ah, I'm not 50 yet, I'm not 60 yet. But I, that's the point of planning. You're planning ahead. Um, 
and you also ha should have a form of estate planning estate planning might come in different ways you know for somebody that is too young and probably don't have a lot of assets yet it might just be in a form of listing out all your say passwords to your important accounts or your stocks or your where you have money where you have assets you know you keep a proper documentation of it and here is why it is an important part of financial planning is the wealth preservation part and people often ignore it because they feel it's not necessary and what you also find that is very common with people is that we are often very secretive about our assets. It's not everybody you will tell if you have land on Lekki Island, right? It's not everybody that you will tell the amount you have in a stock portfolio, right? And sometimes our loved ones are not even aware of those things. And people try yeah. to say, oh, it's not important. It is very important because I've had several stories in my DMs of, and in my community of people saying, oh, this their father had this but they can't claim it because they can't find the password they can't they don't know who to call they don't know the account manager you know so it is very important that estate planning is in place and you can start in the smallest way by documenting your assets maybe with this hundred dollar you have mm -hmm. in your piggy vest or stock something have a journal you know or online on your phone or something that you can keep track of for yourself as well and you know, yeah. you can protect your wealth and know everything you have. I've met an investor that said they didn't remember that they bought a land. I mean, you know, it gets to some kind of money that you have that your brain will not carry all your assets. They had this land, people forgot about it for 10 years until she just she was just maybe reading an article and they mentioned that environment. She was like, ah. Wait, oh, it's like I bought land around this place how many years ago? Mm. Did, I? Did I not? You know? And to her, it was a funny experience. And it made her realize the need to properly document her assets and put structure around it. So, yes, that is very important. That's something I'm going to try next year because I actually, my investments are not documented. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not documented. It's just my phone and everything. I have it, but it's not properly documented. And I, I can't even say, okay, I started investing beginning of this year. How much went into it? What was my profit and stuff like that? I, I, if you ask me, I'll tell you I don't know. I just know I, I bought, I sold. <laughs> that is it. So yeah. thank you for that one. Uh, yeah, the documentation part. Thank you so much for that. You're okay, welcome. so um, to round up with this budget. And, um, are there types of budget? I don't know if you can take me through on that. Mm, yes, there are different methods that people use to budget, right? Um, some okay. people use the journal method where at the beginning of the month, you kind of write out everything you want to, uh, all your expenses, the amount you're saving, you know, you put a structure around your money, you know, okay, what I'm expecting this month is say 300K, right? You know, the mm -hmm. amount you're putting, you're putting towards your, rent, the amount you're putting towards your your other savings, say travel, whatever you're saving for, amount you're putting towards investment, amount you're putting towards your uh, monthly needs, such as food, transportation, data, things like that, you know, proper structure just listed out. And um, on this note, I'll actually like to chip in that I'm, I'm currently working on a, on a budget planner that is going to be 
very, very easy to use for people, you know, to navigate their finances. Oh, please, I'm on the wait list. It should be out very soon, and we're still working on it. We're almost done, so okay. it's a very useful resource. That, that's, I believe, is a very useful resource, and um, that's one way to budget. Uh, people also, some people prefer the envelope method, where they withdraw cash, say, and then they have different envelopes for different things. They withdraw, okay, this envelope is for my transportation, and every day they go to that envelope and take money for transportation. If there's change, they put it back, you know, at the end of the day. And, um, you know, they have, you can have envelope for food. You have envelope for different things, all different aspects of your spending. You know, people use the envelope method. And uh, people also use the apps. Um, technology okay. has made things easier now. But unfortunately, in Nigeria, we don't really have a very good budgeting app yet. Most of the apps you see that are, that can connect to your bank account, you know, track everything as you're spending uh, abroad. And it cannot really work here because you don't have things like their social security number and things like that. What we have is a BVN and stuff. So um, on the apps, it might not really be effective. Another way that people can budget is to try and use some of these fintech platforms that provides the option of things like automated savings, especially for your savings. So in that case, you know that as your money is coming in, there's a percentage that is being removed for that you would not touch, right? And the other percentage, whatever is left, you know, is for your spending. You know, that might make it, make it okay. less tedious for some people, you know. I also use that method. So those are some of the methods, but those are the really significant ones, journaling, envelope methods, and the online app that you can use, and then, you know, the automation method. Um, How do we develop budgets? Hmm. I don't know, using, say, you were talking about your um, project that you're starting that will help with the journaling part, right? Yes. How do we do, the, how do we go about it? How do we start? Um, so part of what we've put into this uh, budget planner is that it will walk you through the process. You know, first is knowing your financial goals, right? Know what you want to achieve. If you know that in the year 2023, what I want to save is a million naira or two million naira, I divide that by 12 months. You know how much you have to save every month, you know? So knowing your financial goals, specific goals will help you, will give you clarity even before you start budgeting and uh, that is part of what we put into this budget planner and then you can now move to ways you want to get there you know how do i how much do i put aside how much more work how much putting to be able to achieve this do i need to earn more money how much do i need to put towards my rent and then the next phase you now go into is like distributing your resources to where your priorities are towards your financial goals. You know your needs, things that you need, you can't do without. Bills you have to pay every month. Those ones are fixed. There's no negotiation. And you can now move on to other things like your savings target, your investment target, your flanger money. That is the money you spend on enjoyment with your friends or things you want to do for yourself. Say you want to pay for a particular course. You can put that and budget for it and include that into your budgeting yeah so 
I think that that simplifies it. So when we go through this process, it will give us a full overview of what we need, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's a point of clarity. Okay. So um, lastly, how do we achieve like lasting financial stability? To achieve lasting financial stability, um, you have to first understand that this is a lifelong journey. It's a lifestyle. You know, you want to start budgeting, you want to start saving, you want to start investing. It's not something you do once. Oh, oh, I've done it. No, it's a lifestyle. It's about being consistent. And um, that is what would tell you if you are moving towards your financial freedom or not. That is the indicator. For somebody like Nina, it's just automatic for me to save every month. It feels weird when I don't save. Like, what happened to me? Because it's it has become a part of my lifestyle. So that is how you achieve financial stability. And you also must always ensure. I know we've heard this a thousand and one times. In business, in your personal life, always ensure that you are living below your means. Uh, one problem that a lot of countries have, and when they start having economic problems like Nigeria, is that when you start spending more than what you're making and there is a problem so um countries you know what they now start doing is going into debt you know and in personal life you see that as well in businesses you see that when companies have to start borrowing money to do business it just shows that you've been spending more than you're making you're not living within your means and when you're living below your means rather when you're living below your means that's when you would have excess to put towards investment, to put towards your retirement, to put towards your healthcare, to put towards accumulating assets. And that is how you become financially stable, financially free. That is a key part to it. Another part is as we keep growing in business, in personal life, we should ensure that we are aspiring to always earn more. Don't focus on, oh, I want to, what did you earn last year? Did you, did you earn 100,000 per month? This year, move it up a bit. I want to earn 150. But did you earn 500K per month last year? Move it up a bit. I want to start earning 600 or double, 1 million. And then you start thinking of ways you can make that happen for yourself. Because with the more inflow you have, if you don't inflate your lifestyle, you'll be able to do more with the excess resources, right? If you're able to save 200K from a 500,000 income per month, Imagine what you'd be able to do with um, one million. You know how much you'd be able to save, and how fast your financial stability will grow. In summary, um, what we've spoken about today—the roles the budget play yes. in stability and growth of our business, right? And we've uh, we are strong on the fact that both corporate brands and personal brands need budgets. And you've spoken a bit of how business can also invest and how we can do some financial planning. <laughs> and I'm still serious about putting me on the wait list for the budgeting journal because it's something I really do need. <laughs> and we also spoke about how we can develop this budget and achieve long-lasting financial stability. So if there's anything that you need to go back and listen to, please listen to it again because it was, it was something that was too valuable. And... Um, 
if I when I check more, I think there are some courses okay, that uh, I've seen yes, that so you have that help you these processes. Can uh, you tell us a bit about them and how we can access them? Le- two days level up bootcamp that we are planning for especially for young mm-hmm. people that are looking to start side hustles you know are partnered with um three other experts or, or coaches or experts in their niche to come and teach this to, uh, to come and teach for side hustles profitable side hustles that people can start you know, young people, mm-hmm. people that are looking for ways to make more money, you know. So um, that is something that is coming up. And right now it is heavily, heavily discounted, going for 6500 We also have our mm-hmm. NFT course that is very detailed on getting you started on NFT. I started doing NFT this year and, you know, some pretty amazing results that I was able to get. And all the insights I had, all the insights I got from my experience, I put it into that course. And um, we also Mm -hmm. offer one-on-one consultations. Say you want to um, have talked to a financial advisor, yes, we offer that. You can have access to that. We also offer, we also have an investment club where... um, we present our members with different opportunities because the problem of um, falling into Ponzi scheme, excuse me, falling into the wrong hands, scams and Ponzi schemes, you know, try, when investors are trying to invest has become very common. So we started the investment club so that we can share valuable information, insights, um, accountability, uh, with our members mm-hmm. and uh, it's doing really well the sign up fee for that is there's an annual fee of 50,000 to join us so these are things that uh, we are working on and services that we provide and if you have any question at any time I mean I, I like to answer people so in my DMs in my in my comment section you can always always ask your questions at least I would answer to the best of my ability or as much as the space and time would allow me. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I think I need to join the community because I really fell in love with investing this year. Like, So um, if you'd like to work with Ife one-on-one, um, please reach out to her on her social media. She's the only one doing Money Talk with Ife. Everywhere, Money Talk with Ife. So... Make sure you get to her. And her website <laughs> is mtwifinancialadvisors.com. I don't know why she did that. I don't know why that website is so long. Really, <laughs> I do not know why it had to be that long. But I'm not, I'm not even judging you right now. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to drop the link in the description below. So, head over to the website. Yeah, I was just saying funny story. I used that website myself. Them. Like I said, Jack and, of all um, trades. Have a chat I, it probably shows experts that have seen it. They knew that it was an amateur that I did it, but they were charging me crazy amount of money. I'm like, should this WordPress? I'll do it myself. And then I chose that very. I'm oh, telling you. <laughs> I chose that very long name. You went and to the WordPress. Guys. So who sent you? <laughs> You know, you know, uh, let me tell you something. It was like you're making people believe, I mean, you're making the myths true 
about <laughs> the fact that those people who are do, into budgeting and investment and everything, they are I mean, because why it, on it depends earth would you about utilizing <laughs> financial resources? It's oh not stinginess. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> feel like they hold money so much but to be honest like if i wasn't keeping a money of i'm an entrepreneur but i still have projects that i work on on the side like i have clients full-time clients i work with by the side and i'm into other mm. things not like so much i'm trying my best to streamline so that my next year is more focused right but i'm in a place right right now that all the savings that most of my savings that i was keeping every single month and even the investments i made I need a bit of that to settle something now. And I'm like imagining if I wasn't keeping that money aside and actually living below my means and doing what is necessary, yeah. I do not know and I'm sure that I won't be able to fix what is on ground right now. Really, there's a friend of mine that really did this whole piggy bank and then she was putting serious amount of money. I went to tell her in the beginning of the year that uh, it is not so wise to be honest. <laughs> Because I'm imagining when when she broke about yeah. uh, the piggy bank to travel because she was keeping the money so that she can jolly this December. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And I'm like, if you had kept that money in bamboo or whatever and locked it up as dollar, I'm rejoicing. This, do you know how much she, <laughs> I'm not saying she should invest in Stockholm? Just save that naira that you kept mm-hmm. and. I can't even imagine how much it's going to be because now that dollar is like 850 naira, right? Also, like it will have been more mm-hmm. of a game changer to her savings. <laughs> but I just let me keep my mouth short too. There's many people that say before they go and lose money and they say share out their advice. I'm not a, a financial advisor, so I carry the advice and give my own self because even if I'm crying now that mm-hmm. my stocks are in red, I bought those, I bought the dollar very cheap that time. So even if I sell, sell just a bit on green of what I bought and still take it again to Naira, I'm still on the winning side plus dividends and everything. Like, I love stock investment so much. So much that I actually forgot about crypto. I, I do not still understand crypto. Yeah. Neither do I even understand NFT. But maybe I'll get your course and <laughs> check Thank myself so that it will work for me. Well, man, it was so it was so good having you. I had a very good time. <laughs> I'm so grateful. It was so much insight. First of all, I need to go budget. What else do I need again? I need to go and start budgeting and writing things down because I did not write what I don't rewrite what is going out. I love Kuda Bank though because of this budgeting thing they incorporated where I use it a lot, to be honest. I use this a lot. Where when you send money out of your bank account, you can place them in set class segments, you know. At the end of the month, you get to know how That's much did I spend on food, how much did I spend on transport, how much did I spend on social stuff yeah. and everything. Like it was, it was a game changer when I looked at it. I'm like, I'm spending, I'm spending twenty thousand naira on data. Why am I spending twenty thousand naira on data per month? Why don't I just buy a bigger plan and I know that it's going to take me for the month instead of buying it in uh, in bits instead of that. So like. The budget is actually is actually because of Kuda and that thing really helped for me. That's why I was like, I need to bring it fair on the show and be like, mm. please talk a bit about this budgeting thing. Because even when I was working with um, the travel agency as the marketing director, when I was working with them, I was begging. It was a contract work for three months and I'm like, okay, we need a marketing budget. Like, just give me something to work. I don't care how small it is. But you need to see results and for you to see results in marketing you actually have to have a budget down and then they kept storing i'll be like 
um the internal we have to fix some things internally before we go out and everything and then three months passed and i'm angry because i didn't get to meet up to expectation because of there was literally in the three months no budget down for marketing and a lot of companies do this because i have worked as a marketing director in different companies skincare travel a lot of companies and then one thing i noticed is that they do not keep budget aside i want to talk about that but maybe not in that in another episode they don't keep budget aside for these certain things like keep budget aside for marketing keep budget aside for even transportation and data and all those kind of things they just pull out money when they can and they don't record all of that so it's a, it's a big issue and i think businesses should please 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 do whatever you can if you need to talk to you first since we are not we are both of, we are of time we are not able to talk about everything reach out to you first so that she can help you on how to prepare these budgets what you should be looking out because you have to look at your profits first what profit you're making the price of the services or the goods you're selling whether you should increase them so that you can have a better budget or reduce them or whatever and then how you can distribute this budget to make your company grow and scale because without setting budget for these things you're pulling money at any time your personal stand tell you that you need money for for you need money for this you need money for that and then there's no budget aside for those things it's not a good thing so please get the courses book her up and then you guys should really talk i'm so grateful once again thank you so much thank you for joining me this week i'll be back next week with more information so have a great week ahead and god bless you subscribe if you haven't subscribed follow you and follow you can show some love we want to get to feel your two cents so just drop a review subscribe to our channel join the conversation join the communities in our community we talk every day so even if we come here and talk once in a week in our community we talk every day if you have a question pertaining to branding or business development you can email us at africanbrandacademy at gmail.com or message us on any of the social media platforms or social media communities and i will be able to answer you on the next episode it could be your question and even if i'm not able to answer you here directly i'd make sure to answer you in the communities and this is sharon alfred saying ciao take care